We would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands in which we gather and speak today. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening. Sovereignty has never been ceded and the treaty was never signed. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey there, it's Daddy from the F&D podcast and you're listening to Chucky Chash. This episode was recorded a while ago. However, we never broadcasted it and thought to keep it until we were able to travel. Of course, now that we're able to travel internationally, there are some things to keep in mind. All of this information will be linked below in this episode and it's taken us two years to finally be able to travel within Australia and internationally. Hooray! November 2021. We are still in the pandemic and COVID. Things are a little bit more complicated to travel. So we'll be discussing this at the end of the episode. But all the information about traveling and the rules and regulations will be found below this episode will be linked in well without further ado let's listen in to chucky just do it you know be there enjoy the time make the most of it exactly 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 so very important i feel those those things Thank you, Thank you for sharing yes. about that because that's so important for us to like remember. You know, don't always just say no. Take, take that opportunity, take that step. You know, that's right. Your disability is nothing, it doesn't matter. Just do it. Who cares? You might wobble a little bit. Who cares? You can't speak. Who cares? You can't see. Who cares? Listen, right? <laughs> I mean, well, they know I- you. <laughs> <laughs> But they well, know what's happening to you, right? It's not like they've never seen this before. So no. Who cares? Well, the, the people who are closest to you will know exactly what's happening, you know, so that's right. They'll they'll understand. The other people who don't, you might have to... But who cares? I don't care about, like... <laughs> that's what I was saying with, like, wearing the hoodie and, you know, hiding behind my face mask and all that kind of stuff. I think, I yeah. don't really care. I'm not in an airport to to look cool i'm not in a bloody surf park to look cool i'm nowhere to look cool i'm I'm just here to be myself and if that means that you know i start seizuring or i have to look like whatever like something out of the matrix let's do it like i'm not just don't worry about these things I, i just don't i don't think anyone should worry about those things just be yourself you know and welcome to chucky chat where we talk to chucky from friends of fnd tell me how are things going with you? And um, tell us about your trip to New Zealand. How was it? How was the travel? Yeah, um, what was your experience? The, my trip to New Zealand was really interesting. Um, so my, the kind of the story behind this is I was uh, diagnosed with FND at the start of 2019 and my parents when I kind of woke up out of my coma and everything, my, my parents were there. My brother was there from Switzerland and my other brother from New Zealand, uh, New Zealand was there because they thought I was going to die in the, in the coma. So I kind of had this whole family experience for the first part of when I was diagnosed with FND or when I, when I had my first kind of onset of what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So I spent the, the, the first couple of, I had my brother, my two brothers for like, 
the two weeks before they had to go back to work and kind of be themselves. Uh, and then I had uh, my mum and my dad pretty much on and off for about three months after that, which put me into like mid late 2019. So then at that point, we, uh, we looked at, uh, you know, maybe mum coming over once every couple of months to help me out over the next couple of years. And I think about, I think it was, I figured out it was in October. Um, one of them left and they couldn't both get back until they were looking at coming over to help me when I went to um, see recovery program. So they were going to come over and help. But the magical timing of everything put that right at the start of COVID. Wow. So I actually ended up missing. Um, I had a flight booked and everything booked. No, didn't I? No. They were going to come over. Sorry, they were going to come over at that um, at that point, and they had a flight booked and everything like that, and they were they were ready to come over, and I was very excited to see them. And then, yeah, the first lockdown happened in Brisbane. I actually left the Mater Clinic two days before they had their first cases come into the Mater Clinic, so I was kind of a bit worried. You know, maybe I had it as well, but no, nah, that was it was two days after it. But yeah, then everything started locking down and all the madness happened. So I really didn't get to see my family at all um, from from mid late 2019 up until about a month and a half ago. So, and that was that was very interesting because that really made me have to kind of like look after myself over that whole time period. I was, you know, really wanting someone there to support me, which my partner and my partner's mom were amazing at supporting me and they've done a lot for me. And, you know, I love and respect them for everything that they've done for me. But, you know, having your mom there and having your dad there or having, you know, yeah, your your family there is is important for your recovery side of things. So mm -hmm. it has been, and it's not, um, you know, like I'm not, uh in any in, uh, any sense of this saying oh you know they should have been there kind of thing i'm saying you know it would have been amazing if they were there but the perspective of knowing that you know half of the world probably can't see their mums and dads as well as it's the same sort of thing so you yeah. know you kind of have to go all right well this is it let's try and make it happen when we can and um i've looked at trying to get them over a few times because of how quickly this border bubble stuff changes you know it's, it's been, dramatic isn't it like on off so on off on off you just don't know really everything's just crazy yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's been really interesting to kind of look at it and and think ahead and go all right yeah maybe i should try for that date or you know mm -hmm. maybe i should try and get over or maybe 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 that won't happen so there's a whole bunch of kind of like head games attached to it going you know, if I go over there, am I going to get stuck over there? Um, oh, they're in New Zealand, by the way, just so that's clear. You know, it's not like they're in some strange country that I can't quite get to, you know. Fair enough. I'm not trying to do anything crazy. <laughs> so, yes, everybody, um, whoever's listening, Australia to New Zealand and New Zealand to Australia. So that's the that's the whole logistics of it all. Yeah. Yes. Luckily, they, they have a, a uh, reciprocal thing, you know, where we can go back and forth pretty easily. So mm -hmm. it's pretty, um, it's pretty good. Um, so there was a lot of like forethought or, you know, forward thinking of going, you know, if I go over there, if I get stuck over there, what could happen? Like, what would I need? Or yeah. Or how would I have to be if I if I do get stuck over there? Well, I mean, if I get stuck over there, I'm with my mum and my dad, you know, so that's all right. So that kind of that whole mind game attached to it of being like, you know, am, am I going to have to, you know, save all this money and have all this that 
this, that, this, that, you know, kind of stuff going on. It was more like, all right, you know, if worse comes to worse, I can stay with them and we can figure it out. So that whole kind of prepping of, of the mental state attached to it and going, yeah, like this is it. I want to go over. I want to want to see them, want to be with them um, was, you know, a lot of, uh, yeah, it was a lot to think about what really was a lot to think about. So leading up to it, I was just like, only really had about two or three weeks ahead of the date that I wanted to go before I actually bought the ticket. Um, because I was considering buying it way earlier, but at the time when, when I considered to buy it, I don't know, a lockdown happens. I don't know, you know, <laughs> lockdowns were coming and going and you were just like, Oh crap. Like, uh, is, do you uh risk if I buy it this, you not, is yeah. that, Oh, it's almost yeah. like winning the lottery almost is like, Oh, exactly. Exactly. So the whole, the whole choice behind it was just like, all right, I want to go over for my birthday. Yes. But I want to assess it way closer to the time and hopefully the tickets are still available that I can actually get there. Mm-hmm. So all things being the way that they did, luckily enough, um, I managed to pick up a ticket right before, uh, about two weeks before, and everything was looking good. Everything was looking fine. I don't think um, at that point any of, any of the states in the country had any uh, issues yet. Um, so I was like, all right, let's do this. And um it was very interesting. Um, I was very lucky to have my partner have a few days off to be able to fly over and fly back with, uh, fly back. Uh, so she would, uh, she couldn't stay, which was oh. for the better. We found out, we figured out because of what happened. Right. Um, so uh, she, um, having someone fly with you is important. I think on the first few flights, I think, um, you know, me being the kind of the very stubborn kind of very out there person that I am, I'm like, oh, I'll just do it by myself. It doesn't matter. You know, like whatever happens, happens kind of thing. Very blase about it. And very much like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'll get there, which is sweet. Like I'll get there. That's what, you know, don't worry about it kind of thing. But yeah, it was hard. It was hard on the body. Um, we had a, like, um, all the kind of usual check-in things were um, very interesting to deal with as well. Um, I think one of the things that um, leading up to it is you really kind of need to make sure that you're um, talking to the airline that you're involved with and going, Hey, look, um, I've got a disability, you know, and then going, um, you know, kind of explaining to them what you might need to be able to get onto the flight or across the flight or what may happen and so on and so forth. And it's actually really easy. Like I, I thought it was going to be quite a hard, intimidating um, thing to do, especially internationally, because, you know, we're going to have to deal with customs and we're going to have to deal with all kinds of other bits and pieces. But it was actually one of those things where online, if you book your ticket, uh, one of the later steps will be something like um, confirm your name, blah, 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 blah. And then it'll be somewhere in that section. You'll see something, oh, do you need uh, special assistance? So just ticket just tick the special assistance thing. Some of the um, uh, notes that are in there don't really uh, kind of, they kind of make sense and then kind of don't make sense. It depends how severe you, severe you are with your FND, um, whether you could relate to needing, you know, full assistance or you would need this, this, and this. You kind of need to read it and go, yeah, I kind of need this. But if it's not there, if the answer is not there, 
just tick it anyway and just put other, you know, wheelchair or whatever the hell is. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, can you clarify that because that sounds really confusing right there. Oh, it is. No, I, honestly, <laughs> like I, I say, that this is why I say this. Don't stress about it because it's actually super easy. Like oh, all you're going to do is just tick, you know, need special assistance. And if you the, the, the type of thing that you need special assistance for isn't there, just tick yeah. other or whatever option. It doesn't really matter because what, what that does is that actually enables the airline to register in their manifest that someone of special assistance, which is blanketed across a whole bunch of different things, is going to be on that flight. So that means that when it comes to the check-in period, that they'll have um, you know, someone there ready for you to kind of explain what your problem is. So uh, don't worry about you know, thinking, oh, I've got to explain my problem ahead of time. You don't really need to at all because basically they're just going to go and look at you on the day and go, all right, well, we need to get you up a set of stairs. You know, you know, how do we do that? Do you need a chairlift or do you need this? Do you need da, 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 da. Okay. So it is that easy. That's what I've got to say to you. It's not, it's not anything intimidating. It's not, you have to prove anything by the government. It's not, none of that garbage. It's just all, you know, it's all pretty much, all right, well, this guy or this person, you know, has a problem and we need to help them with it. And that's the really cool thing about it is it's, it's, you know, it's set up to help you. They want to put you on the plane. They want to get you to your Dinesh destination. You know, they want to, they want to help, which is really cool. You know, like um, uh, it's, it's not as scary as it is. So getting to the actual airport um, is the next thing, you know, obviously being prepared and making sure that you actually have all, all of your stuff ahead of time. So I reckon the day before, make sure that you've got all your, your passports all your tickets, all the, um, international things that you have to check off now. Like I had to go through uh, filling out this whole um, New Zealand declaration thing saying, you know, have I been in a hot spot? Blah, 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 blah. Have I been in quarantine? You know, you get that sense here. So it's no stress. Like it, it takes five minutes to fill it out. And it's just essentially, you know, are you healthy? And you go, yeah, I'm good. I'm, sweet. I'm good. Yep. No I'm, I'm um, COVID test before you have to go or anything like no. that. Wow. No, not at the time, not at the time that I went, no COVID yep. tests at all. I, I think that has changed. I think that recently has changed coming out of because I live right on the border of Queensland. So New South Wales and Queensland. Um uh that's another thing I have to talk about going across the border or being worried about the what the border crossings are, sort of side of things from that side of things. But mm -hmm. um I think the understanding is now and you have to check um uh, on the when you search it, you search um, travel bubble, Australian travel bubble, and it'll come up with a normally, I think, an Australian site. And that Australian site will take you to um, there is a site which kind of says or has each individual state attached to it. And it will show that what the travel status, uh, what, the, uh, what the travel status is for each state. So each state has its own bubble status yeah. towards New Zealand back and forth. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And the actual website literally says um, it's suspended as of whatever date um, until this date uh, going across to New Zealand and back. I mean, back from New Zealand is not an issue because they don't have any cases there. So, you know, coming yeah. back from coming back from New Zealand is not too hard. So you want to have a look at that and make sure that you, um, you know, ahead of time have uh, have seen if that's going to be a thing because you 
could cancel your flight or I'll be honest, most likely they will cancel your flight before you even get to that point. But um, you know, it is, it is still worth kind of checking. So the other thing worth checking as well as, you know, these things that we talked about, having your passport ready, checking those things, doing the filling out, uh, make sure that you check if you have to cross the border to get to your flight like I do, because literally um, oh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, which you probably wouldn't know, is that the Coolangatta Airport, which is right on the edge of New South Wales and Queensland, literally has half of New South Wales go up its runway. So you kind of, when you go to land, you actually land through New South Wales and into Queensland. So it's technically the, the airport is in Queensland, but half of the runways in New South Wales, only a, well, probably or only a small bit, but in saying that you have to go across the border to get into uh, the New South Wales border to get a uh, New South Wales, Queensland border to get into the airport. So uh, in my case, I was lucky they didn't have any of those border restrictions, but there have been some border restrictions come in again recently where you have to get border passes and all that kind of sort of things. And I'll touch on that even a little bit further down the track about what happened coming back. So those are, those are a few things to take into consideration. Okay. When you actually get to the airport, it's really easy. So um, if you have a wheelchair, uh, you know, obviously bring that with you. It's important to Easy. manage your health. Yeah, yeah, to manage your energy. Like, uh, you'd be surprised at how much, even though you think you have it organized, there's still a lot of messing around and kind of waiting here, there, and there, and everywhere. And you actually got to think about how far you have to travel. Like, um, it doesn't it doesn't really seem like much, but once you get in the airport, you are you know going up and down corridors and doing all these different things. So it's kind of important to think that you know, even though it's probably not not visually far, it's you know it is a lot of back and forth. So it's a lot of walking or it's a lot of movement. It's a lot of energy and expense, and you've got to you know look at doing all your um, uh, check ins sort of thing. So things. let's let's start with the, let's start with the check in. The check in is really really simple. So <laughs> yeah, what you want to do what you want to do, and here's what here's what I've done because of my years of tour managing. Right. It's been an interesting thing to kind of look at is that you with your disability, they are there to help you. You got to remember that. And that's what I was saying before. They're there to help you. So if you're in your wheelchair or if your person who's looking after you is there, just get them, go to uh, customer service, which is normally near the front doors in some cases, or look for um on the you know like on the boards where you kind of see um where they've got the check-in things look for special assistance or group check-ins or anything like that and generally head towards that don't bother waiting in the massive long queues like the all the normal queues um because you, you essentially like they have to deal with you in those other sections anyway so if you waited you know like an hour in that long queue or half an hour in that long queue you didn't really need to do that you, you just need to go to look for those group check-ins or look for those um, those kind of like concierge type areas and go, hey, look, I have a disability check-in. Can you please help me out? And they'll generally put you to the front of the line and get you checked in straight away. So the hassle of, hassle of thinking that you have to wait in a massive queue is not the case at all. You know, make sure that um, you look for those types of things um, and, and kind of utilize them because that's what they're there for. You know, that's why if you've ticked ahead of time that you have a disability, you know, that you, that you need to go to the disability check-in area and, and kind See, of, and be dealt with, like, you know. Newbies like me, myself, who've just recently gotten diagnosed with this or anyone else who are thinking of traveling in the future would never know about this. We'd line up, really so line easy. up. 
so, so easy. Thanks for that's so <laughs> easy. It's it's not that hard at all. It's not. Yeah. It, there's nothing scary about it at all. It's it like the great thing about it is that they'll they'll look at you and they'll try and help you as best they can. So they have um in a lot of instances they have special wheelchairs which are narrower wheelchairs which can fit down the aisles, um, yeah. that kind of side of things there. So even if you um even if you came in and you had you were on your crutches or you knew that you had kind of like a you knew that you were going to burn out walking wise, you know, yeah. you, obviously some of us are good at walking. Some of us are not good at walking that being on crutches or walking in still go up to them and say, Hey, I really need a wheelchair because I can't walk a long distance. And they go, yeah, sure. Here's a wheelchair and just hop on it. Don't, don't think, Oh no, I'm going back into a wheelchair. Go, all right, this has just made my life a lot easier. Like I don't have to do anything really, you know, like, yeah. Uh, you know, some of us are a bit proud about not going back into wheelchair. Like it was weird me sitting in a wheelchair because I've made myself not be in one for the last year. So, but I was like, eh, you know, I know how far, how long it takes to get from point A to point B in an airport. So why not just ride around in style? So, you know. I like the way that you think. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like um, you, you don't really realize how one gate is far from the check-in or, you know, yeah, it there is distance that you have to accommodate to. Like. Yeah. Yeah, fully. And it, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, this is um, – all of the lead up and all the preparation will help you get through your day of getting to your destination without feeling rubbish at the end of it. Yeah. And that's the whole thing about this is a big energy management, you know, and, and mental management side of things. None of this is hard. That's what I'm going to keep on saying this whole way through it, you know, and, and what it can give to you and bring, bring into your life is important. So, you know, so we've got to the check-in you know, we've gone inside, we've gone to either the group check-in or the disability check-in or Fantastic. concierge. Yeah. Con- yeah. Concierge. And they've, they've helped you out. They'll sign you in, give you a mm-hmm. ticket. Yep. So when you, when you go to go through like the metal detectors and that kind of side of things, if you're in a wheelchair, they'll generally prioritize you as well, which is pretty good. Some cases they might not, but you know, you know, they don't even prioritize rock stars most times as well. So, you know, <laughs> just deal with it. All right. But because you're in a wheelchair, yes. you, you'll most likely be pushed to a different section where they'll try and ask you to either stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you can't stand up in that case, just say, Hey, look, I can't stand up. And they'll, they'll wheel you through outside of the metal detector and they'll do a pad down on you. So be aware that, you know, that that is kind of really the only option that you have at that point. Um, you can't, don't protest against any of those types of things about being patted down. If you have a, like a trigger area, like I do on my lower back, um, make sure to actually let them know ahead of time. Hey, look, be careful on my lower back because you could potentially like, you know, make me go into a a seizure you know, into a bad place so <laughs> you know I like and then they get the point <laughs> watch out so, people i turn into a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yes yes yeah. but i mean generally the people that are there like they can see see what's going on um mm-hmm. you still have to do all the same kind of usual things where you put your bag through yeah. and you know have your bag scanned and take your laptop out and all that kind of side of things so make sure that you have one of, one of the kind of things that I suggest or what, what I always do is I have like a laptop and a laptop bag is that, you know, when you're, when you're checking in, start getting all of the stuff that you don't no longer need in your pockets, like all the extra garbage and put it in that bag. So right. it's already kind of in there if you have to carry it around with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, 
make sure that sort of you've got nothing on you. Like literally make sure you have nothing on you. And that that's a thinking ahead kind of side of things because you know that you're going to have to go through a metal detector, right? Right. So if you know that you're going to have to go through a metal detector, why do you need your phone on you? You don't need your phone on you. Put that in your bag, you yeah. know, live five minutes without your phone, you know, make sure you don't have any coins and, you know, all these kinds That's of things. virtually impossible, Chucky. I mean, I live with my phone all the time. Just joking. Five minutes. Ah. You could live without it for five minutes. It's okay. <laughs> but sorry, I like sorry I didn't hear you. you. I, I was too busy texting. I didn't hear you. What did you say? <laughs> um, Put down but- the phone, Chucky. <laughs> It's definitely sort of one of those situations where yeah. coming in, uh, you know, coming into going through that metal detector that it is important you kind of have um, all your all your things online because there's no point in arguing with them. There's no yeah. point in, you know, like, you know, dicking around. Just get it done and move yeah. ahead because the more time you waste in that area, you know, you know, it's just annoying that, that you know, I'm glad they do it. I'm really glad they do it because it keeps our airwaves safe but you know it is sometimes you get the you get the old Ah. one or two grumpy people who don't want to be doing their job and you know whatever so you know moving from that um it's all pretty self-explanatory from there you know make sure that um i think it uh if you know how long your flight's going to be make sure you have something to eat i -hmm. think it's really important to not rely on thinking that you're going to get something on the airplane and also like you know, the food on the airplane is not generally that great either, you know, unless you're flying in, flying in a business class or a first class, you, you're going to get something that might not be horrendously good for you. So uh, make, oh, I think one of the, the big yeah. things in maintaining your energy and maintaining your kind of like where you're going on the day is to, to stop and to have something to eat, you know, have that coffee or make sure that you're, you're good to go, like keep that energy up because it might, you might've burned a little bit of energy coming into that, getting up to at least that point there, you know? Absolutely. I mean, just that stress of preparing to actually get to the airport that travel in, um, you know, I don't know if you suffer from sensory overload, um, but with F and D, but that environment, um, it differs from airport to airport, I, I guess, but Melbourne airport, when you go in there, huge. it's just huge. It's yeah. so busy and yeah. that already drains you as soon as you get in. Um, so as soon as you get to your gate, you're probably like already. Sad. You know, honestly, one of the big that you, this, I'm glad you actually brought that up because I was going to bring that up a little bit later on, but I actually made sure I had a, um, like a hoodie with me uh, and a set of glasses with me because um, the sensory overload thing is actually a really relevant thing. And airports are loud you know airports Mm. are loud noisy people are pissed off yelling you know there's a lot of like negative energy attached to what's going on at an airport you know it it is what it is i don't you know you've got to accept that but um if you're if you're and that goes back to what i'm talking about with the energy if you're getting to a point where your energy is going there's no harm in hiding yourself in a hoodie or no harm in hiding yourself behind your your sunglasses or no harm in you know what however you have to deal with yourself at that point you know i had to like i i had to put my hoodie up and basically bury my head down and my face mask and my and my glasses because i couldn't see like and the noises and the and the the light and everything uh this was later on this wasn't this wasn't at that point originally um this was on a different flight yeah um was was um you know it was very 
wasn't overwhelming in the sense that I didn't know that it was going to happen, but I was, I knew that that was going to happen. I knew that there was going to be a lot going on. So that forward thinking of having the, the things that are there to help you get through that section of travel, yeah, you know, who cares what you look like? It doesn't matter. Like, you know, just be yourself, you know, and, and make, make sure that you're, you're happy and healthy going through, you know, kind of thing. So survive. Um, survive that's survive. <laughs> yes exactly exactly so we've got through the metal detectors and then the next thing in line um most most uh most times and i was saying you know have some food if you can get some food before you go through customs good thing to do definitely a good thing to do you know food mm -hmm. after customs whatever so let's talk about customs now customs is an interesting thing because they don't care they literally <laughs> So in the whole process of everything, they're the most weird feeling negative thing. In my, my opinion, they're always like very, you know, customizy people and, you know, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> they don't customizy people. They, they don't care if you're disabled. So uh, don't, yeah, don't care. Don't care. Don't, when you get to that position, you're most likely going to get someone who's very cold and very, you know, have dealt with a lot of really dumb excuses all day long. And right. You're just another person to them. So don't think that like, if you go and hand your passport over and you, and you talk to this customs person and you go and they're like being really weird towards you that you've done something wrong. You haven't done anything wrong. They just dealt with too many dickheads before you to care who you are and what's wrong with you and Good why. Point. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you no, understand no, no. what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. no. That's dealt a with point to actually bring up because you know you've come a long way, and uh, that's the first thing. I've come across a lot of customy. <laughs> now that you mention it, yes. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. you tend to forget that, but yes, put bring that to mind when you travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring that to mind that they're not going to be happy. They never are happy. I've all across the world. I don't. I've met like probably one or two people. I met a uh, a German customs officer who I think he actually knew who the band was, which was awesome that we were oh, touring so with cool. at the time. Yeah, and he was real, real nice and real, real excited. But he still, he still checked our papers. He still did all the things. So mm -hmm. you know, that's the probably one in a million million that you'll get. So the Spanish Inquisition. Um, um, <laughs> you always feel as though you're like, oh. No, no, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I promise. Yeah. Anything yeah. all over. The, the takeaway from all is that is that all of this is don't expect much from them. That's all I got to say. Like they might, when you get yeah. to them, they're going to be probably cold and just just go. Oh well, you know, this is what he's dealt with all day long. So mm -hmm. you know, just keep on going. So what you know, once you get through um, the customs, you know, get ready for your duty free shopping if you're into it. It's up to you. Um, I found it really hard to try. I, I used to always do it whenever I went through customers to try and find something to get, to bring to people or whatever. Um, but, um, you know, whatever with that, it's hard to get around in that. I found out in a wheelchair, like they're not designed, um, uh, for wheelchair people. Uh, you're very much stuck in a place and trying to get around and getting things. So oh, ask for assistance. Yeah. That's, you know, there's plenty of people that'll that'll punish you anyway and go, hey, do you want to buy this perfume or whatever? If you want to buy something, just ask for assistance. So that's that's probably yeah. the, my takeaway from that that whole that whole thing. But um, you know, you got to remember you don't want to be going around trying to waste your energy trying to find things and do do that kind yeah. of thing if it's not really that important, you know. 
I think the be- the big takeaway from your experience and what you're saying is um conserve your energy mainly. Yes. Yeah. Big yeah. Energy. It really is. It really. Yeah. yeah and, and and energy is across multiple things. It's mental energy. It's physical energy. It's you yeah. Know, it's all this 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 whole type of experience because we don't. For any instance, it shouldn't feel negative. There's no reason why it should feel negative. You're not doing anything wrong. You're oh. you're achieving something brilliant and you're going somewhere that you need to be going. So, you know, you should be happy at the whole through the whole experience. So it's really is just like what I'm trying to say is none of these things are an issue. You know, you should look at these things and go, all right, well, I'll take this on, or I won't do this, or I won't do that, and just go, you know. At the end of the day, where you're going to get to is the, the big goal, is the big takeaway, is the big prize. So that's what we want to get to. So um, so we've gone through customs and we're at the waiting area or we're at a food area or whatever. Get your food. Um, thinking about the flight that you're going to take isn't, I don't think is such a massive issue. I think, I think you should really just go, okay, you know, it's going to happen, whatever length of time it's going to be. Like my flight was three and a half hours, I think on, on it might've been three hours. I think it was one of the two, three or three and a half hours. But um, I uh, was just aware that, you know, like I didn't really want to eat on the plane at that time, even if I was given stuff. Um, so I ate before and then, you know, thinking, all right, what's going to happen when I'm going up? And this is where, this is where you don't need to get, put put yourself in this kind of headspace is overthinking it so thinking it's going to be too long of a flight you're like you know am i going to be ill am i going to be this am i going to be that da, 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 da. no we don't want to get in that headspace we want to just go all right it is going to be a three-hour flight cool you know like we've watched movies that are two and a half hours before we've done stuff like this you know we've we can sit for this long we know how to do this we know how to get by yeah so we've got our food we're we're feeling happy. We're feeling good. Once again, another one of these sort of tips and tricks is to actually just go to the front of where the check-in disc disc is and say that you have a disability thing because you'll end up being the first one that's on the plane. And this is a bit of a problem. All right. Well, not a bit of a problem. It's a bit of a, you've got to keep this in mind because a lot of people just ah, la, 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 dawdle around kind of doing things. You, you're actually the priority to get onto the plane before anyone else. Wow. So if you've been registered at, registered in their manifest as a disability person they will call your name first and they generally call you uh, most international flights will board an hour before they're supposed to take off so if your flight was at uh 8 a.m it should be boarding at 7 a.m um sort of thing so that they're flying directly at eight kind of sort of situation mm-hmm. right yeah so you would be getting called as a disability person at maybe even uh so if we said eight seven maybe like 20 to seven because they want to allow sort of like 20 to uh you know 20 minutes to half an hour ahead of the actual original boarding to get the person uh to get people with disability onto the plane so they're not rushed and that's a really key point is they that once again they're trying to help you they don't want to rush you they don't want you know, you know, you have any symptoms or any things because we've had to throw you on the plane. Yeah. So go make sure that you've allowed enough time ahead of all of this, um, you know, all of the check-ins and all that kind of stuff that you've got enough time to be there at least. And I'd say, I would say at least an hour and a half before your flight is supposed to. That's um, key. 
take that's off. That's absolutely yeah. key because a lot of us um, who don't know would just turn up and would miss that. And that's an hour and a half. Um, that's an hour and a half before your flight. Yeah. So that's including getting through customs, including yeah everything. So like if you were if you were going to say that, and you'd think that customs would take you know, 15 to 20 minutes and getting there would take another 15 and 20 minutes and then checking in would take about half an hour. So you got to look at that. That's like two and a half, three hours ahead of what your flight is. Now, generally international flights is a four hour pre-check-in and you know what? Go for the four hours, be there four hours ahead of time. Give yourself that extra time to, to get through it easily. Cause I tell you, I do that. I go through, I do the four hours ahead of time and it's still rushed. It still feels oh, rushed. Yeah. Okay. So don't stress yourself out more by by not <laughs> by being, there. being a time pincher and trying doing it last minute, like so oh. many people I know try to do. That's oh, all right. I'll get there. I'll be fine. You know, it's no, all going to be okay. I don't understand why you have to be there so early anyway. Yeah. Oh. No. It, it's yeah. it's super important to think about it in that way. Is that like you know, flights are bored an hour before that, you know, they'll generally board you 20 minutes before that. I'm still going to get through customs and all that, which might be another 20 minutes. I need to have something to eat, which might be, you know, 10, 20 minutes. Then I've, we're going in reverse here. Then I've got to go through the metal detectors and I, then I've got to go back to check-in and then I've got to arrive and I've got to park. We've gone in reverse there. Look how yeah. much time that's already taken. That's probably taken, you know, three and a half hours already there to do that properly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I definitely suggest, yeah, taking that in consideration you know thinking that you know if your flight's at 10 a.m in the morning that you really do need to be there at like 6 6 30 at the absolute latest because you've got to go through all the parts of the process yeah. you know international mm-hmm. flights are different from the domestic side of things so well yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's huge <laughs> mind blowing oh yeah oh yeah God. you know it seems like such a long time to wait but it's not when you know once you've you've kind of done all these things so you're at the front of the you're at the front of the queue. Uh, you, you know you're ahead, you're ahead of the boarding time. They'll come and grab you. They'll come and check your ticket straight then and there, and then they'll roll you out with mainly only ever the disability people roll out first, um, and then they'll bring kids after that um, yeah. uh, kind of side of things. So they'll roll you out, and there'll be one of many options of how you either get rolled out. So if you're on the if you're on a tarmac style one, they'll either have um, like kind of a zigzag um, kind of staircase that'll that'll take you up there, and they'll put you in an electric chair and take you up there, mm-hmm. um, which is really slow process, but it is what it is. Um, they also have wheelchair elevators um, where you can wheel into this kind of like weird dump trucky looking thing that lifts you up and that's strange but oh wow that, you know it works so <laughs> okay. you know do what you gotta do oh it's nothing to be afraid of it's just like a just a weird roller coaster fun dump trucky experience you know like i don't really know how to put it any anything i honestly the first time i got it, i'm like what the hell is this thing because it looks so strange yeah and you know, you're like, oh, am I going to tip or nah, they've done it a million times before. It's fine. You know, they carry, they can carry a lot of weight, you know, don't worry about it. Um, what was the other one? I, I went on one on the way back, which was like a truck. It was like a full on, like weird truck, elevated truck, scissor lift truck thing. 
And that was I really feel like you. I almost feel like you should be going to lop a tree or something or repair like a, 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 it, a, an electricity. It was. Shop. It was like a scissor lift, disability scissor lift <laughs> truck thing that you could, yeah, you could wheel okay, up to like, a tree. Go, and go do like an arbor job now, um, Chucky. Go, yeah. Go lop a tree. There you go. Now. Go. <laughs> yeah, go. Disability people can work at it. We just have to have rows that are about that you know as wide yeah. as two cars to make it work but hey, hey. you know good way of you know <laughs> well there you are so we're, well, we're, yeah. traveling. We're, we're traveling in style there you go the the only thing that i found an issue and that um you have to kind of try and think when you've got up to the, the stairs and actually getting into the plane now, if you've got the luxury that you've got a flat board from like a, a boarding gate that goes straight into a plane, they'll be able to, uh, if they've got the right, if they've given you the right wheelchair, which they generally have the right narrow wheelchair, they have another wheelchair, which is even more narrower. Um, they can wheel you straight down the aisle and put you in your seat. Um, but I had the, the instance where I had to do a step up, which on the day wasn't a massive issue and my second flight um so the first flight was basically they wheeled up to the wheelchair ramp and then basically um i had to step up into the plane and then use my crutches to kind of get into the plane which was which mm. was fine by me so that's one thing you'll need to kind of think about if you really um can't stand up or whatever you're gonna have to kind of let them know that ahead of time so make it really obvious that, hey, they'll actually ask you this. I should say that. like It's not like you have to physically remember this, but like go, you know, when they say, can you stand up? Just say, definitely, no, I can't do it. You know, like, or, you know, let them know. It's very important. They'll ask you that earlier on the thing. Yeah. Uh, getting on the plane. That's about it. Uh, on the plane. On the plane for me, and this is going to vary quite a fair bit from person to person. I don't really know how to describe what it is that happens um so obviously like take off and all that kind of side of things is is fine but i think when you're going up into altitude the pressure pressurization that happens mm -hmm. uh in the cabin is one of the things that which affects the neurological symptoms the worst i think out of anything for me um so i've done a few domestic flights and i've done this international flight which i'm talking about right my problems have always been on the way up so on the way up i would lose the equilibrium in my head. So I'd start to feel like I'm floating in all different directions and kind of, even though I'm going upwards on the upwards angle, it might even feel like I'm falling straight down. So, and then with that, like that's messing with your head a bit and then you start to lose your eyesight. And, but you know, all of these things can happen due to the pressurization of the cabin. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's any anything more than that. I'm like, I'm not going, you know, oh, you know, it's because I'm dying or anything. I think it's literally pressurization until it equals out in, in your head and in the cabin properly right. will kind of trip you out a bit. Yeah. So do you know what do you know what you have to do? You just have to go put your hands on your legs or put your hands with your whoever's looking after you. Let the seizure things happen. Uh, let it all happen for a little bit. And then the plane will level out and you'll be pretty good. Just you know, and if you're not pretty it. good, just keep on going. Yeah. You know, like that's that's how how I see it is that, you know, the goal is that you're trying to get somewhere. And this is what we keep on going back to. You know, the the steps in between it are gonna be hard, but the goal is that we're getting somewhere that we want to go to. So remember the, on the plane, 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Remember you remember why. why you're doing yeah. what you're doing, not where you're at right now, because where you're at right now might not be great. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world, you know? Yeah. So find to yourself and just let the process happen and it'll just go through and you'll be fine. I think that's the reason why you're with the support person or with your, you know, your friend or your family member with the first couple of times because it's going to be rough. So, you know, you oh, have 100%. That person, yeah. So you have that person going through customs with you. You have that person, you know, helping you through the metal detectors or, you know, helping you through while they pat you down. Just that reassurance and that support there. It's essential. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's important. Like, um, so as it was saying earlier, you know, this is me being stubborn and wanting to do it, wanting to do it by myself. It is, it is very important that, you know, I'm I'm saying this all in the sense that I've done this all by myself, you know, um, but this is, you know, make sure that you do do it with someone because, um, it is important that if you need help, you need help. But I do say this, like, even if you do need help and you buy yourself, they're going to help you. They're not just going to leave you high and dry. They're not, they're not, they're, you know, air hostess and all these people are pretty good people when it comes down to it. Like they deal with people, you know, it's part of their goal. You know, they want to get you out the other side and then go, here you go, you know, do it yourself, which is what it is. You know, it's a, yeah. it is a whole service sort of sort of thing. So um, we're in the plane, we're flying, we're there. Um, coming down, I had some issues with like small issues with coming down with the pressurization equaling back out, but not as, not as drastic as going up. So, um, you know, that might be something to take into consideration if you level out and you're feeling a bit better, but your energy is gone, maybe have something to eat if you can, uh, if you, if you need to, you know, whatever, it's all, all going to vary from person to person about how the energy is feeling at that point. Um, coming down, you'll be landing. Well, none of that stuff's that that crazy. It is it is what it is. And if you start seizuring, you start having issues. Just once again, remember that you're landing, you know, and that you'll be fine in a few minutes and, and move ahead. Um, you'll be the last person generally if you've got a disability to come off the plane as well. Mm-hmm. So be prepared to wait another fifteen minutes. And this goes back to the whole time time sort of situation. Don't stress about things make sure you have enough time in between if you have another flight after that make sure you have enough uh, have enough time to consider getting to your next flight and that actually brings up a really good point if you are flying and you need a connecting flight try and make sure that you get the same airline the whole way through because um it won't it'll make it easy in the sense that either baggage will get transferred through if it needs to or you'll be put on the manifest of the next flight. So they'll wait for you. Uh, but whereas if you have to go through customs, get your bag, then check your bag into another random airline just to say 20 bucks, not the smartest idea, let's just say. Okay. You know? Are you talking from experience or? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So no paranoid about that stuff. No. Like, no, but I've seen, I've seen people get caught out where they're like, oh, you know, we've got an hour transfer on a domestic flight. Yeah. yeah, but the flight boards half an hour before that hour. So you really only have half an hour. So it means you have to get off that plane yeah. and get to the start of your next flight within half an hour. In some cases, that's fine if you're an able-bodied person. Yes. If you're not, oh. good luck. And also <laughs> airports are different. From airport to airport is different. So one gate could be close to another gate, but also it could be on the other side. So yep. 
and you can, might have can, to take a point train Auckland Airport, or you might have yep. to take a bus, or <laughs> yeah, Auckland Airport, Sydney Airport's exactly like that, domestic to international. I don't know how many people I know have got caught out by that. Oh yeah, I'm I'm landing internationally. And I'm just getting this domestic flight. I'm like, you have to get a train across to from um uh, Sydney International to to uh to the domestic. So you know, be aware. <laughs> it's not <laughs> look, a actually look at what you're doing. Don't just assume. I think that's what a lot of people do. It's like, yeah, it's all good. It's gonna be fine. I'm like, eh, it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, I do remember like landing up in Seattle and going. Oh, what do you mean? I have to take a train to baggage claim. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know. You don't know these things unless you research it. So make sure that you know what what ticket you're buying if you're buying that, or if you're trying to do that side of things. And that's why I say like buy with the same airline because it'll actually help you. You know, if you do have a short turnaround time. Then they'll go, all right, well, we know they've already put you in on that next manifest of that next flight. You know, um, they'll help you transfer as best they can. They can do what they 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 can do as an airline to help you get across. Exactly. Um, customs, same again. You're gonna get some cold-hearted person who doesn't care about life. So let's just let's not worry about that so much. Actually, no, I do remember there was one American that I did come across and she was lovely. But then again, yeah. 20 million questions. You're quite right, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why um, did you come here? Yeah. Where, where are you from? <laughs> yeah. Bring anything illegal with you? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah. Everything's illegal. Um, you know, getting off the plane was just, sorry, I, I missed the step of getting off the plane, but getting off the plane is just the reverse of getting on the plane. Generally, it'll be the same exact things. Mm -hmm. um, if you're by yourself, the, the there'll be a person that'll actually wheel you with a bunch of other people. Um, so if they're on that plane, there was a bunch of kids that had to go through, um, fly unaccompanied, or if there were another bunch of uh, another few disability people there that they and they're with people they all generally all wheel together yep. so you'll end up going to priority customs as well um so they'll wheel you, wheel you down the line but you know customs is the cold person that they are you know they 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 get it done and, and you move ahead <laughs> um you know make sure you filled out all your forms on the plane if you have been able to do that that you know of, of being able to get through all that kind of stuff it's all just just get it done. Don't leave it. You know, all those forms that, you, that they don't want you dicking around. You don't want to be dicking around. You need to just basically get through. Yeah. Um, and that's honestly, that's about it as far as it goes from like start to finish of getting through. So taking that other mention about going, um, you know, to your next flight, if you have a domestic flight past that or whatever, you know, I still reiterate, make sure that you book with the same airline, even if it does cost a little bit more, it'll be a lot easier on you. Um, that in between period of going on your next flight, if you have to go on another flight, make sure that, you know, you really conserve your energy at that point because you will be really tired. Yeah. And, you know, if you, can, if, if you have the ability to have something to eat again, make sure that you do. Um, but, you know, keep in, keep in mind where you're going and why you're going to where you're going. And um, that's, that's honestly about it. You know, like I, I, I did all that um, pretty much step for step as I was explaining it. Got on my second flight, um, was not very good on my second flight, was really actually really, really ill on my second flight. But as I said earlier, having a hoodie and having my preparation there of my sunglasses and everything, mm -hmm. I just put my hoodie on, put my sunglasses on and hid behind my face mask and 
let let it all happen. By the time I landed off my second flight, I couldn't speak, I couldn't move, uh, I couldn't see. What but happened? Was it just like too much, or was it the oh, overload? No, just, or you, you imagine this? So right. the so you got to remember that what I was saying about the the pressurization of the cabin is that's putting pressure on your brain is putting pressure on all your your your, yeah. your sinuses and all everything that's involved with that. So you do yeah. that twice, real heavy duty, in one day, <laughs> you're gonna have issues. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then at that point already, like you're after that three hours, you're in a recovery mode, and then you got to do oh. another flight, which is an hour long, to get to whatever the other de destination is. Mm -hmm. You're gonna go through that same thing. Different planes as well. I do say this as well. Had different pressurization techniques. So on a international flight, the pressurization is really accurate and quick and fast, and you won't have as much of an issue. Right. On a domestic flight with either um, an older plane or versus a newer plane, yeah. the older planes, lots of issues, lots ah. of pressurization issues. So right. be prepared if you're on a plane that's got propellers or anything like that on it, or it's an older looking plane. Mm -hmm. you're probably likely going to have some more issues. Um, but apart from that, if, if you know that coming ahead of time and you know that that's going to happen, then it is what it is. So my second flight, um, I flew down to Wellington. Um, and yeah, by the time I got off, I was wheeled off. I couldn't see, uh, I couldn't even talk or anything like that. So, yeah. uh, but knowing that my goal was to get to my family was I got to my family. So it didn't matter. Hey, you made it and you didn't even know at the beginning that you were going to because of lockdown <laughs> and the bubble up and down, like closing, opening. Yeah. You just didn't know. So that was like a win-win situation right there. And yeah, so be, be happy that you got, even if you're <laughs> feeling like absolute garbage at that point, be happy that you got to where you needed to get to. Yeah. Um, Enjoy the time that you have with the people where you are at as much as you can. I think that was the one, my one massive takeaway from it is like, I don't know when I'm going to get to see them, see my parents again, which is really hard to think about, but it, it yeah. is what it is, you know, and you got to remember the rest of the world's facing the same thing. Yeah. So it is sad, sad to, to know that when I came home that I don't know, I just don't know, you know, and they don't know. And I could tell when, when, it, it know, is a bit of an emotional the... situation here, isn't it? Because... Yeah. Oh, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Take take the take take yeah. the time to to experience it. You know, relish. You don't need to be on your don't need to be on your phone all the time. You know, you don't need to be this. You don't need to be that. Take the photos. Ask the questions. Enjoy that precious time that you have. I think that's a really really interesting key point. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, because the whole golf. Yeah. The whole goal is to, to be with your family and see your family. So, yeah. you know, no matter all the struggles that you've gone through in doing this, this big flight is that the reward is, is being around the ones that love you, you know, which exactly. is really, really good. So for all the people out there who are able to travel now, because, um, you know, worldwide, I mean, it's not just Australia, New Zealand. I think, you know, in um, the UK or, you know, over there, they're already starting to open up and they're traveling. Um, so if you're able to travel, do so and, you know, really spend time with the people that you love and, you know, be careful out there. But do what Chucky just said, you know, put down the phone and just enjoy each other because, you know, the times are always changing so drastically, um, you know, emotional times especially because um a couple of people um 
that we love and adore um, past two years have passed away. And um, in my mind, they're still alive and well, but they're mm. well and truly gone. And we've had to watch it over the online. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, um, you know, would have loved to be present, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely something to think about, you know, uh, not trying to put a dark spoon on it, but it is, no. it is a reality, yes. you know, it is a real reality. And I think that, you know, you should be really proud of yourself for trying to, to get there and be there, even for those types of moments, you know, they're yeah. important because you don't know how much time you have with someone. You don't know how much, you know, anything it's, 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 uh, it's crazy to think about, you know, how much this, this has all affected everyone in, in multiple ways and can at any point take people from us or, you know, even remove people from away from us for, for a longer period of time. So. I'm so glad that you got to see your family though. That must've been amazing. You know, it was, there. it was really good. It was, it yeah. was, it was strange because it, I found it really, I found it hard initially because of, I had a bit of like weird resent, resentment attached to the fact that they couldn't have been there for the last couple of years mm -hmm. to help me get better. Yeah. Cause they essentially, they saw me not walking and then they saw me there walking and being about, I don't know, 70% more normal than I was the time before it was the time before it. Like I couldn't yeah. even get upstairs and now I'm like walking around in crutches and talking and da 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 and doing all this kind of stuff with them. And it was like, yeah, but I did all that stuff by myself, but that wasn't their fault. No. And, you know, I, that whole weird kind of, that was a big mind game with myself of going, but they should have been there to help me. Calm down. <laughs> like it's you not. You remind it, yourself though, if that, if, yeah. if you could rewind time and take away the pandemic essentially, yeah. <laughs> I wish you could. Yep. If you could, that'd be great. But if, yep. you, but if, if, if you could, if that had happened, they would for sure be there. They would yeah. perhaps for sure be there. And then, you know, yeah. But yeah. Going into that, like having that feeling was was one was quite concerning. But then that that's where I came back to that whole mindset of saying, you know, just enjoy the time that you have while you're there. Yeah. Why would I be angry at them? Why would I be I had no re reason to be angry at them, you know? It was just a weird, hurt feeling. And it quickly you know you go all right well does that matter anymore no because you know I'm, I'm i i worked my best to get through that over the last couple of years and get better and i've gotten better as best i can and now i'm just happy spending time with them and if i'm ill when i'm around them i'm ill and if i'm you know just be yourself like don't hold on to those those types of weird kind of feelings and 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 strangeness and just go just do things that you wouldn't have been able to do with them you know if they go oh hey do you want to do this and and it's out of your comfort zone just say yes <laughs> that's what i do <laughs> i'm just like all right cool I'm just yeah let's do it you did now because i'm like oh chucky what did you do out of your well, comfort zone? <laughs> well I, my um so here's one example of it right so yeah my family has a batch and a batch for you Aussies is kind of like a holiday home that's in like you have to take a boat to get to, right? Cool. So yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can drive to the, our one, but 
a traditional New Zealand batch is like a just four walls and a roof down what we call the sounds or you know you basically have to take a boat to get to it right yeah so my family owns this batch which which when I was like 16 I spent a bunch of time there and lived down there and worked down at a, a resort that was down there mm-hmm. and there's a whole family backstory attached to the batch and all this kind of side of things like that and it you know I haven't been there since I was 16 so it was really um one of those types of memories where you're like oh it would be amazing to go there but i can't because i can't walk or i can't i can't stand properly i can't do any of this and then my dad goes to me he goes do you want to go down to the batch because i know that you've been talking about it i'm like yeah all right this is me sitting in a you know like not being able to talk properly or see properly at the time when he asked me and i go yeah right and i'm like i don't know how i'm going to get on a boat i don't know how i'm going to like get on the wharf i don't know how i'm gonna get because it's up like up a hill like up a random dirt track hill right so, all right let's do it so we did it um my dad was awesome about it he uh we, he got he got us the easiest way to get there which was amazing and my mom was there as well which was even better um we stayed at the hol- the there's a holiday resort which is like one bay over from where we from, from where our batch is mm-hmm. and i said Cause I was originally like, Oh yeah, I just want to stay in the batch. You just want to stay in the batch. And I was like, all right, well, you know, it might be a bit hard because of my energy and so on and so forth. So we ended up staying at this holiday resort and then um, linked up with a guy who had a, like a, uh, a car, for the lack of better words, I can't think of. It's not, not a quad bike, but it's like a, um, one of those little kind of like trucks, miniature quad bike truck kind oh, of thing. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh he he linked up he linked us up and he drove drove me over to it. And then uh it's a lot of steps, a lot of like kind of bush land yeah. to like cut through to get to it. But I used that one part of the energy to like because mum and dad were like, You're not gonna make it. Da, da, da. I'm like, Yeah, well. <laughs> so <laughs> You're not gonna make it. Not- Chucky's like, Yes, I will. I'll yeah. make it. I'll show you. <laughs> Here you go. But do you know? Do you want to know why? 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 Why I say you get thrown these things that they, you know, they love the people around you, love and care for you, and sometimes they'll look out for you and say you shouldn't do that, right? Yeah. yeah. But sometimes you should go. No, I need to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. And what what the goal of that was is I wanted to talk to my parents about that place there, so. I pushed myself for that day. I made sure that I had the energy. Once again, this is all main, maintaining my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, that I knew that it was going to be really hard getting up the track, and it was really hard getting up the track because it was all slippery vines and all kinds of like Amazon kind of crazy madness. <laughs> and um, I got up to the batch, and it was amazing. I hadn't been there for twenty years, oh, yeah. and it was beautiful to be there. There's no power. There's it's just four walls and a roof, and um, once again i say you know sit down turn your phone off well there was no reception there anyway so it didn't matter but um i uh got them to sit down and i filmed an hour of them telling me about all the stories about the place and and all the background and knowledge and and actually kind of wanted to be in the moment of understanding that maybe i might not get there again and get the stories and get the scoop about what this place was as a family thing and as as what they remember and just ask the questions enjoy the time that you had 
there and ask the questions that you wanted to get the answers to. And it was so funny. I got, I got an hour long video of mum and dad just kind of telling all the, the weird stories about the batch and about what it is and, and how it is. And, you know, and those things are important, you know? So, but that wouldn't have come if I didn't just go, all right, I'm going out of my way. I'm going to do this. Like if they said, cause my dad brought it up. He said, do you want to go to the batch? And I said, yep, just do it. You know, be there, enjoy the time. Make the most of it. Exactly. 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 So it's very important. I feel those, those things. Thank feel you those for things sharing. Thank you for sharing yes. about that. Cause that's so important for us to like, remember, you know, don't always just say no, take Take that opportunity. Take that step. You know, that's right. Your disability is nothing. It doesn't matter. Just do it. Who cares? You might wobble a little bit. Who cares? You can't speak. Who cares? You can't see. Who cares? Listen, right? <laughs> I well, mean, they know you. <laughs> but they know what's happening to you, right? It's not like they've never seen this before. No. So who cares? <laughs> Well, the, the people who are closest to you will know exactly what's happening, you know, so that's right. They'll they'll understand. The other people who don't, you might have to... Well, who cares? I don't care about, like, that's what I was saying with, like, wearing the hoodie and, you know, hiding behind my face mask and all that kind of sort of thing. I yeah. don't really care. I'm not in an airport to to look cool. I'm not in a bloody supermarket to look cool. I'm nowhere yeah. to look cool. I'm, I'm just here to be myself and... If that means that, it, you know, I start seizuring or I have to look like whatever, like something out of the matrix, let's do it. Like, I'm not, just don't worry about these things. I, I just don't, I don't think anyone should worry about those things. Just be yourself, you know? Just live. Exactly. I mean, that's what I had to do. That's what I had to do yesterday. I had to actually um, go in my scooter yesterday and scooter up with my kids to the park. And <laughs> they thought it was the yep. best thing ever. And I was like, doesn't matter. I mean, well, there you go. You just, you, you said it, you go, it was the best thing ever, but it was for them. You know, it was a great memory. I, yesterday I went for a bike ride because I bought myself an e-bike. Right. And I went for a bike ride yesterday and I was cocky and I went really far and, and I stopped and I'm like, Oh shit, how am I going to get back? Oh. Um, all right, whatever, just go. And then I'm like, yeah, you can do this. It's fine. And I got back and when I got back, oh, I was not well, but it was sick. I went out and I went out for a bike ride that was really far and it was a nice day and it was awesome because I just said, I'll, I'll go and do it. You know, I didn't go, oh, I'm going to be sick. Well, I knew I was going to be sick doing anything. You know, you're going to end up being sick these days. So whatever, just go and do it. You know? Yeah, this is true. I Look, even yesterday, I didn't care that I was wearing my Ugg boots and my jacket. <laughs> Who cares? They were enjoying it. They loved it. So, exactly, exactly. Be yourself. Yeah. Although back in the day, I wouldn't be caught doing what I was doing because, like, I I was a jeans, very stylish, and (laughs) I feel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel. I feel. But when you realize it doesn't matter anymore, it's it's the perfect thing because you can do whatever you want to do. You know. Yeah, it's more the quality of life now. Quality and exactly. comfort. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for for sharing this and, you know, for giving us traveling tips especially. 
because um, I know there's a lot of fear in regards to travelling um, with FND or like a little bit of a, oh, that's a hard one when we are about to travel. Um, I know for a fact it is. I feel like, I feel like it, does, it does seem very intimidating. Yeah. The concept of what you have to go through to get to where you're going to go. Mm. But all, all the airlines are there to help you to get to your destination otherwise there wouldn't be an airline there wouldn't be a successful airline so utilize it just flex a little bit and use your disability to your advantage like oh. don't be afraid to ask like yeah, yeah. I just, just ask and they'll they'll say yes or no but most often they will say yes you know there are certain things you can't ask for you know what i mean but definitely <laughs> make sure that when you're trying to get through the process yeah all those steps just say okay you know can you do this they'll, they'll help you Ah, well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Chucky, and we hope to hear from you soon again. So thank you once again. Yes. Thank you. See ya. Bye. And that was Chucky, everybody. Uh, it was so great to actually listen to that episode. We had that for months and months and months. <laughs> All right. Now, I hope that you gained a lot of information from that episode on how to travel with FND. Here is some more information about how to travel with FND during this pandemic and COVID times now. Um, you can find this information. I've linked it in below. Um, it's planning to travel during COVID-19 step by step. And it is true. Travel is more complicated now. And there are more things to think about when you are traveling with your trip. When you are traveling to a destination, make sure you understand the risk for every place that you're planning to visit. But also make sure that when you're planning your trip, plan contingencies for what you would do if you end up overseas or on your trip longer than expected due to travel restrictions, flight cancellations or testing positive for COVID-19 because it can and has happened to some people as well. So just keep that in mind. Also, just find out what state and territory requirements you might need to meet when you return and if you need to quarantine on arrival as well that's also a good thing to actually keep in mind too if you're leaving the australian border control don't forget your mask masks are mandatory in australian airports many airlines and destinations still have mask mandates in place when you do check in have the following ready if you're fully vaccinated your international COVID-19 vaccination certificate or foreign vaccination certificate, your negative COVID-19 test results, if needed by your airline or destination. Now, if you're not fully vaccinated but have an exemption, your proof of exemption and your COVID-19 test results, if needed by your airline or destination as well. Now, while you're away, please just make note as well to stay up to date with any changes to your local restrictions, follow the rules for the destination you're in as well. Some places have strict penalties for breaching public health orders as well. And know what to do or who to contact if something happens while you're away too. So coming back home from overseas, before you come back home, you need to within 72 hours of your return home flight, book and do a COVID-19 PCR test. 
Now it's mandatory for booking doing this test before boarding a flight to Australia. Find out where to get tested from a local health authority. Make sure to only use a verified testing centre. Complete your Australian travel declaration as well. You need to do this 72 hours before your flight. Complete any entry declarations needed by state or territory you're arriving in. And if you have to quarantine on arrival, read about how to prepare so you know what to do when you do come back. Now, if you or someone in your traveling party um, or the carer that you're traveling with um, test positive for COVID-19 before your flight, you won't be able to board your plane. So have the following ready when you check in. If you're vaccinated, your international COVID-19 vaccination certificate or your foreign vaccination certificate, your negative COVID-19 test results and your Australian travel declaration. Now, if you're not fully vaccinated, you may face more difficulty finding a flight back home to Australia. Check with your airline for vaccination policy and you may have to quarantine on arrival at your own expense. All right, everybody. But otherwise, hip hip hooray, we can travel again and um, safe traveling if you do decide to travel outside of Australia and happy traveling. All right, everybody. Well, stay safe, love hard and peace and um, yeah see you later bye for now well thank you for tuning in to chucky chat with chucky from friends of fnd don't forget to check out the fnd merchandise from t-shirts bags hoodies at www.imprintmerch.com.au you can find it under charities let's have a chat and all proceeds of these are all going to fnd australia support services which help fnds in australia So do check them out on Facebook groups as well. And you can also find more information on FND and FND Australia Support Services on this website, www.fndoz.org.au. In the meantime, please stay safe, love hard and peace. And we'll talk next time. All right. Take care now. Bye.